Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the European markets by my colleague Petra Buskarova, our European Energy Risk Manager. Now, I gather, Petra, that uh, you know, things have been lively in the carbon markets and nudging 50 euros a tonne, I've seen. Uh, is this connected to compliance periods? Are there other explanations, or is the market just generally bullish at the moment? Yes, we are unfortunately looking at those levels at around 50 euros per ton at the moment. And as you correctly said, it's a combination of factors. So end of April brought the annual carbon surrender compliance deadline, which all the market participants need to comply with. Unfortunately, most of the players or participants in the market have been caught in this bullish rally that we've been experiencing or observing since Q420 and especially through Q121. And what has been also different from previous years and what also will be different from what we will experience next year is that this year in particular, market participants were not able to use any EUA certificate issued in 2021 to cover for their 2020 compliance. This is also related to the fact that we have now slided into the phase four of carbon trading. Right. And so in combination with this technical matter you just described, the background, of course, is some hugely ambitious green targets for the European Union. And I guess the market sentiment is expecting that's going to lead to increased restrictions on the use of carbon driving up the market price. Do you get any sense that ten trend in, in the price is coming to an end or is the trend still upwards for the moment, do you think? Prices actually can now break in both directions. So prices following the deadline being now over for the carbon compliance surrender should soften and should consolidate. Unfortunately, we saw some irrational moves also previously, especially in February when auctions actually resumed and market was expected to come off and it didn't. So at the moment, it can really go both ways. At the moment, what is especially driving the market is, of course, the speculative buying. We are seeing a lot of new entrants joining the carbon market. As you correctly said, the emission targets and emission cutting ambitions are sort of pointing to the fact that carbon market is very likely to be a one-way bet. Just to maybe give a quick example, a particular US-based fund has, during Q1, extended their positions from just over 300,000 carbon EUA credit to over 2.6 million EUA credits last week, which means that the demand for certificates from investors is really high. Well, that's interesting. And switching to another commodity now, which is dominated by international players, but also a concentration in and around Russia, uh, the whole question of Russian gas getting into Europe and transit across the Ukraine. What's been going on there? combination of situation also. What we knew from the beginning of this year was that the transit uh, through Ukraine was going to decrease. We have discussed this on, I believe, our previous sessions. It was also around expectations that Nord Stream 2 potentially would be commissioned by now. But the fact that flows via Ukraine were decreasing from around 65 BCM to 40 BCM was something that was already priced in in the market and market participants were accounting on with that. 
There has been a possibility over a week ago for some additional capacity being booked for Russian gas coming into Europe via Ukraine. And that actually put some pressure on prices and we saw some downside. Unfortunately, the following week when the auction happened, the, the transit or the bid didn't materialize and there will be no extra capacity. What this means is that nothing really changes. So we were not supposed to get more gas. And in the end, we won't get it. So in the end, the situation is unchanged. But unfortunately, the market did take a rather more bullish view on this situation. And we saw prices jumping 5 to 7%, especially on front month the previous week. Recently, it tends to look more on the bullish end. Overall, we are actually seeing more gas coming from Russia this year. The exports to EU have actually surged 30% in Q121. And this surge has actually and especially is represented by imports to Germany and of course exports from Russia to Germany via Nord Stream 1 should I say, where actually the flows are operating very near or even above the capacity. Interesting. And of course, when you hear the phrase Russian gas, you tend to think of pipeline gas and Gazprom in particular. And it does have certain local monopolies, but it's not the only gas producer in Russia. And I gather on the LNG front, things are a little bit more developed than that. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. While Gazprom continues to be the leader in pipeline gas, uh, there is Novatec who is currently becoming the leader in LNG production and exports. They are the majority stakeholder of the Yamal LNG project, which has just passed a very important milestone when they have exported over 50 million tons of LNG, which points toward further potential for development in Russia when it comes to LNG. Interesting. And turning now to power, what's been happening with spot prices in Germany and other parts of continental Europe? Yes, spot prices, especially this week, are likely to bring some light to European power market as we are looking, unfortunately, at carbon prices so elevated and future prices being elevated due to this volatility in carbon. Spot pricing has been actually and will be especially this week under pressure. We are looking at some very healthy generation in wind generation and there is an expectation that there should be new record today in the afternoon when the wind generation could reach a peak at 51.20 gigawatts which again as I just mentioned would be a new record and of course provide extra capacity while the demand is already picking up following some recovery in production and manufacturing for following COVID-19. Well, that's a big change on what things looked like uh, not so very long ago. We were in the depths of winter and there were a number of periods where the wind output was perhaps a little earlier than might have been expected. But there's a huge capacity out there. And when it's starting to, to operate at full tilt and, and solar starting to come in too, that can have a profound effect on the on the market price. Good news for consumers and, and I guess good news for those who are on flexible contract. Is that the case? It is the case. Just uh, maybe to give an example of, I will use a German contract uh, for power for May. Customers that, of course, have the option to purchase flexibly, potentially have uh, doubting or deciding whether to take a position for a German May contract for power or whether to float. So the German contract for May closed at around 55 euros just before the delivery. And as I mentioned, due to increase in the wind capacity that we are expecting this week and also around the increase in solar capacity that is now consolidating more as we are entering the summer period. There are expectations that pot prices in Germany 
in May would average at around 50 euros per megawatt hour, which provides 5 euros per megawatt hour, which is around 10% discount to what was available on futures market just before expiry of May contract. Well, that shows the advantage of flexible contracting when the prices move in a convenient direction, of course. And I just wonder, just to conclude, is there anything we're expecting to see in the European power or gas markets over the next couple of weeks or slightly beyond that uh, consumers might want to look out for? European power market is and will continue in near term to be all around carbon. Of course, carbon, as I also mentioned in the very beginning of this discussion, is likely to remain volatile and will continue driving European power prices. In terms of gas, we are getting LNG, especially in countries like Belgium and Netherlands. Currently, there are few cargoes on the schedule. What is, of course, and remains to be the main story is that the gas storage facilities remain to be on multi-year low currently hovering only around 30% cover, which is a lot lower to what we've observed previous years. So there will be extra need for injection this summer. Again, we have been experiencing colder temperatures and colder weather conditions, especially during April, where under normal situation or normal weather conditions, we would be already injecting the gas into the gas storage facilities. But unfortunately, instead of injecting, we were still withdrawing gas. So there is a likelihood that gas prices will remain strongly supported during summer. Well, that's an important point on which to conclude, I think. Uh, we tend to think demand drops off in the summer for gas. Well, of course it does, but the demand, if you like, for restocking the storage facilities carries on uh, all the way through the summer period. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Thank you, Petra. Thank you for your insights into all of that. We started with carbon and kind of came back to it at the end. Just shows how an important co- commodity it is now, not just because of its impact on the power markets. Well, I hope you found that interesting too. If you'd like to find out more, please have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. Have a look at our reports there and join us again for a podcast soon. <laughs>